we're here at Troyburn on a beautiful summer day and Tim has just hit driver into the face of a ferry bunker and oh, it's no. fried egg. Tell the people about my putts on the front. Yeah, he's also putting like he, I don't even know how to describe it, like a four foot putt that goes like 14 feet, 20 feet by. It was good. But it's this like, one. Uh, it's like a child at mini golf. This one's, I don't even know how you're gonna fucking play this shot. Like I honestly have never seen anything like this. This is the uh, the full hash brown breakfast. What the hell? There's a side of bacon with this uh, fried egg. He's gonna be swinging. The best I can describe it is the ball will be probably about at his chest, swinging baseball yeah, style yeah. out of a fried egg. I have no idea. Stay tuned. I can report here back to you, uh, Trevor number ten, that Tim, after burrowing in the sand trying to get a stance as to what can only be described as a sea turtle giving birth um his first attempt at the fried egg went up the mound and came back down he did get the second attempt out um he is now he is now doing heavy manual labor to get the sand back into place here <laughs> Today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80, it's the gold G. Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 It is episode 14 of the Break 80 podcast, and that means it's officially two touchdowns now, followed by extra points worth of podcasting. Stouts here joined by short-sighted Mike and top 100 Tim. It's officially summer, boys. How are we doing? Well, the Live Tour has yet to give us any any invite to play. I thought maybe after looking at the initial roster, they were going to need some fill-ins, but now with Ricky and uh, Phil, I guess not. I thought it was pretty full after they got Chase Kepka. Yeah. Can't root can't wait to root for Kepka. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, golf right now has tons of moving parts. I mean, we got we got Billy Ho dialing in at Memorial. We got the women that just finished up uh their their uh, another major. Live golf is starting up this week. Um, they actually just filled up their rosters and the longest day of golf just wrapped up as the qualifiers are set for the US Open coming up next week. With all that being said, I'd love to start with the hottest topic in golf, the live golf situation. I think it'd be kind of fun to break down uh, some of the guys who are playing in it. Uh, you know, their their uh, format that they're thinking about using, the way that they're enticing people to come in. We haven't really talked a lot about it. I mean, part of it is just because we you know, weren't sure quite what they're going to do, but let's break it down. What do you guys think? Um, Mike, you well, got some hot takes usually. What's your hot takes? Uh, well, first of all, I got a couple. Of, let's, I think part of me feels like the PGA Tour did this kind of to themselves, so I'll, and I'll circle back to that. But the field is really shitty. I mean, you got DJ who got 125 million dollars, which is more, by the way, 
than Tiger Woods earned playing in his entire career. Not not adjusted for inf- inflation, but he DJ is getting more to play live events than the greatest player ever made in his career. You got Ricky Fowler, who is ranked who knows what in the world at this point. Phil, who is 50-something and playing to pay off a gambling debt, more than likely. Louis Oosthuizen. Those are your best four. If those four didn't play, your your headliner would be Kevin Na. And Kevin Na can only walk in so many putts. The rest of the field is shit. Uh, you or know. Taylor, Go- Taylor Gooch is Taylor Gooch a good player. That's a Gooch. I, I'm not. I actually understand why Taylor Gooch I, I would play. I would assume. I actually don't understand. I actually am on the opposite of that. I don't understand you? why he would play. I kind of do because. Uh, what's he ranked in the world now? Thirty something. He's had a good 35th, year. Thirty fifth. He's had a good year, but what has he made for money? I don't. Well, okay, that's part of it. But if you're like an up and comer that you know has shown like that you can win at this level, and you're, you know, it's like he's not at a ceiling yet. You would think, right? Like a lot of these guys that are in it have hit their ceiling or have maximized what they've gotten out of the PGA Tour, and they want something else. I feel like he's like the one that's hasn't. Yeah, I don't think I don't think DJ is necessarily maxed out what he can do on the the PGA Tour. I think the, well, the big question for a lot of these guys is going to be: Are they excluded from majors? Correct. When you look back at, at DJ and maybe Ricky, if he can get his stuff back together. Um, but I'm going to agree with Mike. Take take some money and run. Yeah, especially Taylor, if it's going to eclipse your your earnings. I mean, Taylor Gooch. Suppose so. The Saudi Tour, Live Tour, we want to call it. What I had seen reported is they were paying some of those college guys, those amateurs right out of college, millions of dollars to play. So I have to think Taylor Gooch, who's 35th in the world, still young. What did they give him? 20 million? Does 20 million seem too high? I don't know. I guess part of it for me would be like, can they play the majors? Can they, you know, play some yeah. PGA tour events on their own? I mean, that's the biggest part. If they can't, then it's a huge risk in my opinion. For sure. So but- a lot of, a lot of the guys had a, a gripe with the tour, not, not only some of the rules officiating, um, but low purse standards and mandatory minimum amounts of, of tournaments. So I think a lot of the guys were feeling a little bit burnt um, having to go to tournaments with maybe a lesser purse that didn't set up to the game quite as well, um, and and found this as a way to to make a lot more money in a shorter amount of time and and play less events and maybe take less some of the wear and tear. So I looked this Taylor Gooch in his career, which is what two three years. Yeah, I mean of relevancy. Yeah, rel- he's made about nine million. I I'm almost positive or willing to bet that they they might have doubled that career earnings just to play because Saudi Aramco, who's one of the big investors in this, their um, company's value is like two, they hit $2 trillion in like net worth. You know, they have like, they have like 200. Yeah. It's, it's unlimited money. So to pay Taylor Gooch $20 million is nothing. It's like, it's, it's like you and I, it's like the $20 I spent on pull tabs today in Buffalo after golfing and didn't get shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, like, well, so- I, I, I think it's all, I think it comes down to perspective. I, you know, when, when you, you know, throw in the bag. Yeah. Some people want to chase the bag, but some people also want to be great. Correct. They want, they want to be the best at what they do. And they want to, there, there's legacy. And, you know, Rory's talked about it. Rama's talked about it. I think 
when I look at who is signing up for live, I think of it as four categories of guys. Category one, you got the sheet fillers, the really bad players. They just need guys. Yeah. Okay? And maybe that'll, maybe that'll improve. Category two is like your headliner. Like you're, they need somebody to sell their, their, their brand. And so that's the throw the loads of money at guys. That's your DJs, potentially your Bryson's, you know, guys like that, that are still, you know, relevant in the game. Maybe even Louis who stays in could fit in that category. Um, but then you got three, the guys that actually are not playing all that well, like they're haven't for quite some time. You Ricky got Ricky Fowler. Fowler. He'd be in that category. Brandon Grace, Hudson Swafford. I mean, the list can go on and on. I mean, they're just haven't been winning tournaments. They haven't. Well, Hudson, maybe a year or two ago one, but just not really all that relevant in the game right now. And then you get your category four, the guy that has either peaked or reached their ceiling or, or is kind of on their way out. So that would be like. You know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think Kevin Nas kind of found his niche and has kind of reached his ceiling. Euro guys like Garcia, Poulter, Westwood, you know, those guys are all on their tail ends. And then after that, I don't really know. Gooch is the one that doesn't really fit any of those categories to me. Yeah, I, which is why I think that's just the money thing. Uh, Got to be because yeah, he I mean, up, he's, he's an up and coming guy. Um, I mean, I mean, but we love the game of golf like. Think of the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup and all that history. You guys are history buffs, right? Yeah. Like, like he's kind of what, in my opinion, throwing all that away. Could be. I, I think. I think part well, of this is is he because we don't know the details for a lot of this. Like DJ got 125 million, so DJ's probably all in for at least these eight events, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if if Taylor Gooch got like 20 million to play all, or if he plays one. What's the PJ going to do? Is are they going to suspend these guys for a year? If Taylor Gooch plays one event, does he get suspended for? I don't know. It's hard to say yeah. what's happening. Um, it's a yeah, weird. It's a, it's a different governing body for for the majors too. The RNA controls yes. the Open. PGA controls the PGA, obviously, right? Which yeah. is USGA controls the US Open. So you've got you've got these different ma- and then the Masters is a completely different by invitation grouping. So there's nothing to be said that they can't go play there. Um, yeah, although I think, I think if the, I think this, it depends on how this all plays out though. But if the, you know, obviously the RNA and the USJ are, are heavily tied to the PGA tour and all these tours around the world for the RNA, I guess, you know, cause that, cause, cause for the open championship, there's a bunch of players off the Japanese tour that get invite, you know, they could band together and say just don't let these guys play and i'm sure they could find a way to to fucking say you're done i think i actually thought kevin na made a fairly savvy move by retiring or whatever for resigning from the pga tour he stays out of all the like he could stay out of all the litigation or whatever they have in in you know in lawsuits and stuff and the PGA tour couldn't lean on that then with the usga because he's no longer a pga tour member like he's mm-hmm. just doing his own thing now. Um, but it's a, it's a, what a weird time for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, golf doesn't, I don't know. It is fantastic, but fantastic. at the same time, I don't, it's kind of shitty because the European tour right now, or the DP world tour, if you watch it on the golf is, I used to watch a lot of that. Cause it was always on early in the morning, you know, yeah. and, and you get, it's like the worst it's ever been horrible. It's terrible right now. 
And you're fracturing that and you're fracturing the PGA tour, you know, which especially some of those weeks with shitty fields, isn't really watchable either necessarily. Um, like that's the great thing about like Mirfield this week is you got a good field, you know, you got everybody there at one event, which makes it better. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like Taylor Gooch. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's I mean, gotta it, be, it's gotta be a money grab. Like he, they must have threw some money at him. It, and it just, it comes down to, yeah, it comes down to a lot of factors that we don't know. I mean, so he, he could be making an awesome decision because he might be able to still play in some events that, you know, he could be risking. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, we can't really comment on that because we don't know how it's going to play out. So it's, it's just kind of a, a lot of hearsay, a lot of predicting, but the other, the but, other thing, um, you know, for a Taylor Gooch, it's different than when they go interview Rory, you know, and he, it's easy for Rory to take a stance that we're staying on the PG tour or John Rahm. These guys get so much money from endorsements. You know, they're making way Rory's getting way more money from Nike than he's going to make this year, no matter how well he plays on the PGA tour mm-hmm. where, where Taylor Gooch doesn't have that. So it, I don't know. It's, it's, so it's, it's weird, but the in PGA 40, tour, I'm ahead. just saying, like in this 48 player field, is there like any, like really like, okay, I, I just, I can't no. wait to win this live event. Like I want no. that trophy so much other than i guess four more million dollars but like is anybody like grinding like to, it's the biggest person it's it the biggest or... it's the biggest person in golf history right well besides like the well the fedex cup but but they got yeah but if you add the automatic money in, into this one too it's like not well that's cool. what i'm saying like yeah. they're yeah it's driven by money but you're yeah. being i mean how okay cool you won you won the live event you beat seven 15 guys that are ranked 500th in the world there's i mean there's only 48 people in the field. Yeah. Well, Phil, like, Phil, Phil gives it a little more juice coming off all of his stuff watching watchability wise. But I think if, if they wouldn't have got Dustin Johnson to headline that thing last week, it would have been the biggest flop of everybody would have laughed at. They would have been like, this is it. This is the best you got. Um, which is why I'm sure they upped that offer Dustin Johnson. They, I, I would assume. Um, they had they, to have him because they thought they were going to get Bryson and they thought they were going to get all these guys and and they still might. I mean, who knows? They could. I mean, I don't. I, the other one, the one that kind of boggles my mind is Ricky Fowler a little bit. Not necessarily because of of he hasn't like he, playing wise he hasn't been great, but Ricky Fowler makes a shitload on endorsements. Like if you put on a PGA Tour tournament, still he's every other commercial all the time. Like it's nonstop. And if all of those pull their endorsements, you know, like RBC did with Dustin Johnson, that's a shitload of money that he's losing. Now they're probably, now my guess would be the Saudis probably figured out, you know, what, what do they pay you in a year? You know, we'll pay you, we'll pay you that money anyway. So it doesn't matter, but. And how much can you brand Ricky Fowler if he's not relevant anymore either? So there's that part of it. So he might just be, you know what, my game isn't going to be giving me these endorsements if I can't actually win tournaments or be in the majors i mean yeah. guys you guys are being so negative right now i see this as <laughs> tim's, a nothing, big guy. tim's gonna nothing. be the guy that gets us gets the podcast live from chicago here this <laughs> huge huge fan of capitalism even <laughs> if it's crony state-sponsored oligarchy uh <laughs> right they never went private I, I don't believe aramco ever decided to or to go public no so it's, a still- few, it's, it's a few guys it's a few people that own that thing 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that being said, we get to see brand new courses that we've, we've never seen that have never been touched. We're off of the TPC circuit, finally. That's a plus. Sure, That's a big plus. I'm sure Mike book. is just beyond the world happy. Book. Yep. Um, so we're going to get to see new courses. We get, finally, someone else behind the cameras. Good Lord. Like, a, a little bit better camera work. Maybe with a lesser field, the ability to do some back and forth, some rivalries. Some mic and ups? For, Could yeah. Be. Could yeah. Be. Even though uh, Netflix is coming out with their special with, with the guys on tour. Um, but hopefully can start to see some rivalries. And from, from what I've heard, it's going to be coming out on, on YouTube. So they, at least they've yep. got a yep. YouTube, a streaming service to, to provide it. And God, just get me off of ESPN plus. I cannot continue to watch golf on that thing. It, <laughs> I, I, first I was, world problems there. <laughs> I would rather, I, I watched the, the U S uh, women's open on, on USA over, over having to watch the, the men on ESPN plus it was so bad. So a new platform and hopefully some new rivalries. Um, but I'm most excited for the new courses. Who yeah. cares who's, who's playing? I mean, DJ should walk away with most every tournament win. I'd be uh, shocked if he doesn't. So and I'm with of- you, Tim. I think competition's good for anything. I mean, you know, it's going to make something better at some point, right? Yeah. yeah. There's competition the, there or something. Not to mention right now, there's gonna, no competition. So it's going to reduce oil prices here because we <laughs> finally have a direct link in to talking to the Saudis. So yeah, Dustin Johnson, the, the, uh, the, F- the F-150 all the way to Annandale today was a, uh, was a, was a big dent in the old, in the old checkbook. Oh, good. Um, I hope you didn't have to pay for that round. You got to put a scooter in the back. It was a piece of scooter in the back of that thing. It was pretty cheap. It, was, it should. Yeah. Um, I think circling back to the PGA tour, they have kind of, in my opinion, somewhat done this to themselves. Um, first of all, by how they're structured for one, they're like a 501. Like they cannot, they can't pace. They have to pay everybody equally based on, you know, position. They can't, they can't have other than their PIP thing or whatever they have now on Twitter. They can't pay. Um, you know, Rory McElroy, X amount of dollars to play. They're, it's, they're, it's not structured that way. Um, sponsors can do some of that, but the PGA Tour themselves cannot. And um, Rory, if he, he was a key, caught in the hot mic at, at Muirfield this week, just kind of talking candidly. And he was saying on the mic, the PGA Tour is going to step up and pay more money probably if they're going to want to keep everybody around. They're going to have to find a way. Which then lets leads me to a way where we can rip the TPC courses here a little bit. Um, if they're making a lot of their money through TV, let's try to find better golf courses. Like, no offense to TPC Craig Ranch, but it's shitty. It's not fun to watch. It's boring. Uh, same with our home course, TPC Twin Cities. Not great TV. You know, watch it now. The, the yeah, I know we'll be out there. Don't worry. Uh, I, I, I agree with Mike. TPC John Deere that that Tim keep that name out of your mouth. That's a good (laughs) course. (laughs) But like, if you think about the PGA tour, people get, people get excited for like, like Muirfield, which I don't think is great, but like the Genesis at Riviera and you know, the players want to play those courses. They get a good field and the field drives the TV stuff. You got good players and good course. People will watch. And I think actually the PGA tour has it in like the TV contract where if they don't have a good enough field, 
um, there's a TV stipulation there where something with money, they don't, I don't know, they don't get as much money because the TV channels know they're not going to get as many viewers or something like that. So move some of these tournaments. You don't need to play a TPC course every fucking week. Find, find a way to play some better golf courses that interest people. And maybe you might have more viewership and some more money to pay these guys. I don't know. And I think that's why, and that's another part of the majors. It's fun to see the different yeah. cycle of courses and, and like people get excited to see a course they haven't seen since, you know, who knows when, or the last time a major was there, which would, you know, 15 years ago or whatever it might be. So yeah, like Brookline, Brookline, Brookline looks sick coming up in a few weeks. Cause you only see it once every 20 years. Um, but there's gotta be a way. Uh, Tim and I was talk- were talking about this earlier and, you know, part of that is a lot of these courses are have distance issues or whatever, and maybe the members don't want the PGA tour there or they don't have the infrastructure. Well, well find some that do. And if they're shorter, grow the rough out. These guys don't need to be pampered every week. Um, you know, to shoot 25 under, they're getting paid either way. The people probably would rather see eight, nine, 10 under than 25 under on a, on a good old school, you know, whatever course or something. So I don't know. The PGA- so here's the, Here's the yeah. event line too. Centurion Golf Club of London, yeah. Pumpkin Ridge of Portland. I mean, we haven't seen that since Tiger won the 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 AM. Yeah, and there was maybe like a women's US Open or something there once in the last 20 years or something. Yeah, and then Trump National Golf Bedminster. I'm pretty sure that was going to be the PGA. So which is a whole nother story on its own because he's got two courses. There's two Trump courses. And the PGA shunned him with the PGA championships. That's a whole nother story in this. There's, a, there's many layers to this. There is. There, there is. Trump's going to get us low, lower gas prices again. Uh, <laughs> the International uh, in, in Boston. Rich Harvest Farms. Your, we got to your... go. We could, that's like a five-hour drive, and I've played hey, it. if you've got connections, let's do it. I've played it, and my buddy is the golf coach uh, at Northern Illinois where they practice right there. That's their home course. So, Tim, yeah. when is that one? September. Uh, Rich, Rich Harvest Farms is September 16th through 18th. Um, 45 minutes west of Chicago. We got to get that guilty goose money going. We got to get that sponsorship. We uh, get, uh, what's uh, does, does our email, do our emails convert to Arabic? If we get a few emails sent over there to, uh, <laughs> to the live tour, we can get out. We can maybe get ahead of this. Throwing a Google translation into this, uh, yep. this podcast. Yep. Then we have uh, Stonehill Golf Club in Bangkok, Thailand. That should be really interesting. I, I can't remember of a single event that I've even seen in Thailand. Yeah. Um, Royal Greens Golf in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Apologies already to our future live sponsors for, <laughs> for that. Uh, and then the uh, team championship to be decided. So, I mean, we don't get to see any of those anywhere. So I'm, well, I'm really excited to see some some true variety outside of the team a- schedule. There's a team aspect. We all forget. There's a team. These are like team format, yeah. And they have to wear certain like clothes, I think, or there's like a jersey. It's there's some crazy aspects to it that are at least different and kind of fun. You think about as long as like does DJ get a captain his team and like pick, you know, whoever from the Asian tour that he has no. Of course, he has. He would have no idea who it is. So he he wouldn't have any idea if it was Kevin. Now he's like, who's this this guy? (laughs) Didn't know what RBC stood for. Yeah, exactly. he didn't even know what RBC, so, yeah, which was a total <laughs> cop out because he probably felt stupid when they dropped his ass. Anyways, I mean, it's fun to talk. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. There's a lot of, like you said, layers to it. There's a lot of moving pieces, and it's going to be a week to week thing as we get going through the summer, in my opinion. But you guys all bring good points. Uh, it'll be seeing, it'll be interesting to see, see where it goes. So, anything else from the live tour before we move on? 
yeah I, the thing the, the thing is that it's gonna be around for a while even if it flops out early like we were talking about earlier they have so much money if they really want this to get traction they'll just keep throwing money at it like they they it's kind of like un- you when you when you play pull tab. It's like yeah, pretty much. You just keep throwing yeah. in. You're gonna win eventually. <laughs> Did you see uh, the nine-figure possible offer going to Tiger Woods? That yeah, he's, he turned it down. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. God. Like they have more money. If you look at what they're paying these guys, like Dustin Johnson's getting 125. Is that for eight events only? Is that for this year? I, I don't know. That's that's sick. That's, that's like crazy. Wide receiver six-year deal. You know stuff. Yeah, Scotty Chef. The most against the live tour. How much money would they have to pay you to become a sponsor here? Yeah, Scotty Scheffler has won four times, has a has a playoff loss, and he's made like eleven million dollars. Dustin Johnson is getting one hundred and twenty-five million fucking dollars. That's a lot. It's crazy. That's a lot. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, to quote we'll we'll live it up and see see where she ends up here at the uh, at the end of the year, but. Let's uh, let's transition to the uh, memorial, uh, you know, Jack's place, Murfield. Timmy, you weren't here last week. What was real quick? What was your thoughts on the golf course since we didn't get a chance to hear you chime in at all? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, the changes. Murfield's always been a hard test of golf. <laughs> uh, I, I obviously listen to you guys, like all of our devoted listeners, every week. Um, so I think Mike kind of nailed it on the head. Doesn't look anything like a Lynx or a Lynx style golf course, but certainly has the tiger proofing consistent of what we saw through the, the mid two thousands with narrowing of the fairways and the super thick rough. Um, so just always a very, very hard test of golf, but almost like something that you you've seen on a, on a video game before. And if anyone does have a chance, you can play Murfield on TrackMan. Uh, on golf sim so a hmm. uh, possibility for all of our listeners to go out there and play it uh, if you're here in the cities ernie rose is i believe the only public track man place that's going to be open right now i'm guessing mulligans probably has it too they have everything oh yeah i would imagine they do well my guy billy ho nickels and dimes his way around murfield uh just absolutely him. rides a hot putter which i hope to have tomorrow at chaska town course by the way mm. But uh, he, he rode that hot putter all the weekend. Uh, we talk about ways to win. Well, he was that front runner style where he basically gets out in front, holds everyone off, finishes it with some huge clutch uh, par putts, some sweet eagle putt. Uh, I can't remember if that was 15. I think it was 15. I mean, he missed a shorty for birdie and one and looked kind of shaky. But after that, his flat stick was, was dialed out. I mean, he, he t- kind of talked at the end with Jack saying, I kind of played with, like you and Tiger Jack. I just try to hit a lot of middle of the greens, you know, leg my putts in there, par, and let everybody else shoot 80. <laughs> I don't so. Does anybody on tour run hotter? Like when they're on? In, Thomas in, Peters. Maybe. Oh, but I a, thought, okay, hotter, like isn't good. Okay. But like in a stretch here, like it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he wins again in the next, like he does this. This is what he does. Like he goes on these runs for three, four weeks where he's just like, like a world beater. He has seven wins. He got and he's, the FedEx Cup. Yeah, he FedEx cool. Cup. He won the World Golf. He won a World Golf event. He won the was it Bay Hill or Player? I don't, he's he's won a few big events, and this is what he does. Like he gets really streaky, and when he's like this, he's fucking good. 
he'll tell you how good he is too. You know, like, like, um, like what did he call Jack? Like, Hey buddy, like, he's like not yeah. Mr. Nicholas or whatever, you know, it's kind of, he has that arrogance to him, uh, which is, which is why my take on this is how the fuck has he never played a Ryder cup? Like he's won seven times. Ooh. Tony Finau has won twice. Like Billy Horschel has won seven times. And to me, I know I've talked about this earlier this year with Kisner. They caught, they, they fall kind of in the same boat, but Horschel's even better. Like he's a better player. Uh, but I wouldn't want to play Billy Horschel in a, in a match play match. If you're like, he's going to strut out there and he's going to look you in the face. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. That's the kind of guy. Like he's that kind of guy. Like he's a competitive motherfucker and he thinks he's the best. Like, yeah. He seems like the he seems like the perfect kind of Ryder Cup guy, unless he's not hot because he because he is all over the place. Like he he could be cold as fuck too, you know. Yeah. In the same way though, Mike, there's those players here. You've got your dream foursome, right? Where you put Tiger and probably Phil and someone else in there, and then you've got your disaster foursome where it's oh, yeah Billy Horschel, <laughs> Patrick Reed, yeah, and, Peters. You and, would have and Sergio. You you would have to pair Billy Horschel with certain guys, you know, like he. You would have to, but he's just a steely kind of competitor. Like he—that's what—that's who he is. He's a fiery dude. Who? I think that's like, a great take. Like he'd be the—he'd be the American. Like, doesn't it seem like he's the American version of like an Ian Poulter who is gonna fucking just yeah. get hot and kick your ass in match play? Like Ian Poulter always wins. Like somehow he wins. The only thing would be, does every anybody like him? I guess we don't know that. Do the that's guys part of the actually issue. like I think him? That, I think that's part of the issue. It's got to be, yeah, because because you know, kind of Reed kind of got cast away because of that, and because Horschel just might not be a likable dude by the other guys. He won the what? I think he won the match play. I think he won the WGC match play. Yeah, he did. He did. He also, Shepard. I think, he played on multiple Walker Cup teams as an am and just kicked ass. Like he's oh, really good at match play. He's got a, the course record at Chaska Town Club. Course. Yeah, he does. A Sixty to Mike. Mike, <laughs> we're, we're going for that tomorrow. Probably in danger we're going tomorrow. For that. Probably in danger at 7, 10 a.m. If anybody, uh, this, probably, this podcast probably won't be on there. But I'll go but, live uh, on Instagram, Mike, trying to break 60 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the in danger. Wait, watch out, watch do out. You have a, do you have a fourth? We do not. If we, Timmy, 7, Timmy, 10. 7, 10. There's a, there's send, a message, no send a message. Send a message to Sean. 7, 10, Chaska Town. Oh, man, I, that's that's tempting. I don't have a lunch until noon. Yeah, does it, does it do any doc, any psych doctors need drugs in the afternoon tomorrow or what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then I have to go to all the way to South Dakota and play possibly <laughs> the, way. the most fun, the most fun course ever invented with no trees. Uh, Grand right. Falls in Larchwood, Iowa, at the Grand Falls Casino. Last time I checked the map, uh, I believe Chaska, Minnesota, is between St. Paul, Minnesota, and Sioux Falls. <laughs> it's right on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Get but, yeah, it done. Billy, Billy Ho's record probably in jeopardy tomorrow. More likely. <laughs> <laughs> We scramble it. I don't think we can touch it. I don't. I don't know. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, I like how the course played. It kind of gave me some major vibes, vibes, and I like watching majors just because of the tough course conditions. And I thought, you know, let's do a little segment of who did not break eighty. I wrote down the list. Some surprising, some not so surprising. Um, here's our list. Uh, Brandon Wu, times two. I did not look. I have not looked at these. Wow. Brandon had a tough weekend. Uh, a guy named Chan Kim. No idea. Um, a major winner, Adam Scott. 
Wow. Probably uh, more than likely. Again, I didn't watch much golf. We'll, we'll talk about Tim and I's round at Troy Burn later. Uh, we played yesterday, but pro- Ab's got probably dressed normal. When he dresses normal, he's just off his game. He's got to well. have the weird clothes on. Now, this one will shock you, and especially you, Mike. Your boy, who was in the running going into the final round, Cam Young shoots an 84 on Sunday. Yeah. 84. <laughs> Jesus. I saw that. That's my guy. You know, I think all the greats do this. Tiger, Tiger <laughs> shot 81 at Royal Burkdale once. I think this is a growing, this is Cam. When you when you come to TPC Twin Cities, we'll talk about it. But this is a growing, this is a stage of growth here. Uh, we got KH Lee, you know, just won a couple weeks ago. My boy, also my boy. You know, he, also your boy. <laughs> he was on the leader. He was on the leaderboard, like, wasn't he like day one or something? Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. way up there. Day two. Um, Minnesota Connection, Troy Merritt. Did not break 80 one of the rounds. Um, Johnny Vegas was also in it and then ripped off like an 82 on Sunday. Uh, by uh, the way, not not to spoil the pick segment, I'm not taking him, but Johnny Vegas, two-time winner of the RBC Canadian Open. Okay, okay. It, it, um, Stuart Sink did not break 80 one of the nights uh, or one of the days. Russell Knox did not break 80. Ryan Palmer. Texan. Did not. Um, this name Used to be a, a fixture at the in the on the leaderboards. Nick Watney, uh, and then I didn't, and then, still, uh, I didn't guy, even know he was still playing. To be honest, a guy named Je, uh, Jedediah or Jediah Morgan. No idea who that is. So, anyways, lots of guys uh, blew up. So it wasn't just. Uh, I mean, it, it it definitely was a test of golf, and you could see by those scores that people were shooting that you had to be locked in. You had to be hit miss in the right spots. Rough was super thick, so if you're not hitting fairways, you're in trouble. Um, couple guys to to kind of pick out here. Uh, Cantlay, top top five again. Uh, horse for the course did not have any form coming in, but found his clump, comfy blanket. Now this is a question for you guys. You know when his putter heats up, he's tough to beat. But we also know he hasn't been great at majors outside of I think I think he top two that uh, runner up at Augusta at one point. Might be his only. I think he has two top twelves in his career only. That one, and one other one. Okay. Not a good track record at majors. No. So I'm wondering, you know, is, are people going to kind of, kind of pick him at Brookline or not? I, I don't know. And then a couple other guys to talk to talk about. Uh, I just like to mention Aaron Wise because it's a name we haven't heard much about, but he's got the broomstick and it was working. Uh, and he got hit in the head at fucking Southern Hills. He got smoked in the head by Cam Smith for the tee shot. So it's woken him up a little bit. Uh, I got to I got to shout out Max Homa. We talked about another top five for Max, and he had the tournament record of ninety nine putts over four rounds. If you want to do a little bit of math on that, what is our average? Well, I don't got to be Tim, close to twenty five because it's basically Tim had, Tim had damn near half of that in one round at <laughs> <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> which we'll get to later on in the segment here. Oh, fun. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. But uh, so Max putted really well, obviously. And then uh, we got to give you a shout out. Your boy, Waco, Jocko, however you want to uh, say it. No. Got you the W, played really well until his you know double bogey finish. Actually had two bo- double bogeys in the back nine, but hit you the ball really well. You can't fault the guy for, I think, again, we'll hearken, we'll hearken to Tim yesterday at Troy Burn, but Jocko probably, he's probably feeling a little milkshake. He was, get, he was getting hungry. 
He wanted oh, the milkshake. Okay. It's all about the milkshake at, at Memorial. And for Timmy, he was trying to get house because he just get home because he just wanted some pad thai yesterday. Did you get the pad oh. thai, Tim? No, I didn't. I got home and everything was closed. I should have taken a <laughs> couple more minutes on my putts. I've never heard pad thai spoken about as much in golf as it was yesterday oh. at Trevor. The disappointment when I got <laughs> home and made four phone calls to four different places and everywhere was closed. Jocko's a stud. Jocko loves, loves Muirfield. He's been good there. Yep. Yep, he's pretty good there. And I guess the last guy I was going to touch on, unless you guys have any more, but how about this quiet top five? Another one for Rory. Rory did not top five. Was he, was he top 10? No, he, he, he struggled. Oh, uh, Will Zalatoris, a yeah. sneaky top five. Another guy he you got. He's got to be, be on the President's Cup team. I don't give a shit if he hasn't won. Quail Hall is tough golf course. He's good on tough golf courses. Tim, did you have any, speaking of Zalatoris, did you have any figure eight putts yesterday? <laughs> Oh, many, many. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's just how you, how you putt. We, we, we got to talk about this putting at the end of this. At the, the infinity this sign. Tim just does the <laughs> infinity sign as he takes it back and whips it through. Anyways, let's wrap. That's, that's a wrap on that. And I'm just real quick here. Let's, you know, we got to give the women a shout. I just want to touch real uh, base here real quick on the women's us open. Um, outside of a great golf course. It seemed like that was kind of a fun place to watch. Uh, Minji Lee just absolutely puts on a clinic. Um, I mean, absolute clinic. Uh, she's now got two majors, only 12 girls under par. She finished at 13 under. I don't think it was supposed to be that easy guys. I think they need to make it harder. Um, I guess I kind of expected pine needles to be more like Pinehurst, where if you miss some shots, you get like ejected, but it's really not. It really wasn't. I watched a little bit of it. And I think part of the issue is you watch these women. God, they hit it straight. They hit it so straight. The fairways, you could cut the fairways in half and make that, you know, more competitive. Like they fairways are too wide for them. They hit it just, they're like straight as an arrow. Um, I know they, they're off balance and they still hit the fairway. Like they, they kind of have a semi off balance shot and they're like kind of sad about it. And it's just right side of the fairway instead of dead center. I do like, um, like scores were low obviously for a U.S. open, but it did get progressively harder. Like it was hard. It was hard on the last round. They didn't go super low last round. Um, but yeah, I don't know. She's really good. The gal that got yeah. second got a million bucks. That was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. American Timmy, any, any, you're, you're kind of a, is it North Carolina guy? Yeah. So, I mean, they're in Pinehurst for that. Um, it's a part of the mid pines resort. So it, it does have a resort feel to it. Uh, France did the redesign of that pine needles and Southern pines brought his chance to play and can tell you that the fairways are fairly wide and fairly forgiving. Um, even a lot of the waste areas that, that they were in, if they did get into them weren't particularly penal. So uh, again, it would have been nicer to see a, a little bit tougher test for the women. Um, but as a capitalist, big live guy, great to see a ten million dollar purse. Yeah, for absolutely. for the women. That now uh, we need now we need live women Saudi Arabia. Yeah, the one gal that got second. I can't remember her name. She's American. She's from California, yep. I think. Yep. She had made like she's been out there for a while and she's made she had made like 2.8 million in her whole career up to that point and just made a million bucks yesterday. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. She has a sweet collection of Jordans. I saw all over Instagram, which by the way, I, I rolled the Jordan ones today out to the Albion. Really? Oh, yeah. I bought a pair. I got a pair of Jordan ones. I don't Couldn't know. Find, if... Could not find them anywhere on the internet. Jordan one, low golf. 
I'm going to be honest. Everywhere. I don't think there's been a single Jordan shoe touched the grounds of LBN. Yeah. <laughs> uh, couldn't find them anywhere on the internet. <laughs> Bot, the bots got them. They were all, they're sold out everywhere. But I just happened to be in uh, Hinkley, Minnesota for Section Boys Golf. Lo and behold, in the pro shop, Jordan won low golfs in my size. So I scooped them right up. Nice. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Pied Needles, yeah. Minji Lee's good. She's really good. I just, some, there's not nearly as much parody. It's like, look at the leaderboard. Nellie Corda hadn't played for like ever, and she's right up there. Good to see Lydia Cole playing well. Yep. So, so yeah. All right. The PGA Tour moves to the Canadian uh, above the border. Got the Canadian Open this week. It is at St. George's Golf and Country Club, and it has not been there since 2010, where a name we haven't heard in a while, Carl Pedersen. Yeah, Carl Pedersen. He also has a broom, broom sweeper, I believe. Yep. Um, designed by Stanley Thompson, who was a well-renowned uh, Canadian course designer. And from what I gather, this is could be considered his best work. So when you watch it this week, keep that in mind. Um, kind of a bit compared to a, a Perry Maxwell type designer. If you guys want to comment on that at all, you guys uh, are of course designer. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to beat Banff with its yep. uh, Phoenix Banff, back. Yep. Okay, but, he's a Banff guy, huh? He did he, Banff, yeah. Banff, yeah, yep. He's like the like I don't know. It seems like if they built a golf course in like the 1930s through fifties in Canada, he built every single fucking one. It seems like he's the Canadian uh, golf architect of the day. Um, he did build a couple of, well, he built one in Minnesota and he renovated one in Minnesota, which they're trying to unrenovate because of uh, what he did, but he designed North Oaks in like 1950. It was his last course he made outside of Canada. Um, which is great, even though I have a lot of mental scarring from North Oaks and the State <laughs> Am, and, and, and the two-way miss the State Am like five, six years ago. Love um, two-way misses. Yeah, it was a rough day. It was also like 98 fucking degrees out there and disgusting. Um, and he he renovated Somerset, um, which is an original Seth Rayner design, and he renovated it, which they are now trying to unrenovate it because uh stanley thompson you know was in like the 40s and 50s where they were adding they were they want that was the era of like making everything tree-lined so like somerset they added it he added a shitload of like spruce trees and pine trees and stuff to to, to frame out that you know hole mm-hmm. and now they're now they're tearing them all out because that's not the original and golf's getting away from that again they've realized oh we can't grow grass underneath all these fucking pine trees so well not only that it's like you know more trees the longer the round takes for people yeah. too but Tim, anything else from the from the designer or the course in general? Just a, a little fun fact to go along with Mike's tree-lined hatred. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Thompson partnered with Robert Trent Jones, also known for tree-lined courses throughout the 30s. Uh, the two worked together fairly extensively. And then Thompson actually trained the, the younger Jones before Jones began, uh, began doing his independent thing in the 1940s. So um, another kind of tie in to really what we saw as the modern architecture through the, the 40s, 50s and 60s of, of tree lines and very penal golf courses. Um, but in addition to, uh, to Banff, as mentioned, did Jasper Park, which is also in Alberta, 
um, and then did, uh, let me scroll down here, Highland Links in Nova Scotia. Uh, so if anyone is looking to do the Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs trip, there's, there's not too much to Nova Scotia, but you have to fly into Halifax and Highland Links is going to be the closest golf course that, that you can likely find a little bit more cut out of the trees than, than some of his others where they're tree lined, a lot more space to miss. Uh, but a fun looking course that was featured on uh, the wild world of golf back in the day. So just a kind of a fun fact there. The uh, course this week's outside of Toronto, which okay. is a great, this one, is, which is a great yep. city. Love Toronto. Sweet city. Well, and this course is not your typical Canadian open. We've had in the past, lots of bomb and gouge it type of style courses where you've had, you know, the Rory's have won, the DJs have won Johnny Vegas is a bomb Twice, back to back Johnny. back to back so this is not like that this is only about seven thousand yards maybe a touch over um and it ta- i think accuracy is going to be prime this week uh you know tree line like we talked about like some of the others on the pga tour um from what i gather stanley loves to punish inaccurate approaches with tons of bunkers so emphasis probably on iron play um a lot of longer par three so long iron play um, how good is your sand save game? And then basically just history of other short and tight courses is probably where you're going to want to lean to. So the field is solid, not great. Uh, I think it has uh, Scotty Scheffler, Rory, JT, Cam Smith, Sam Burns, few others. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't call it elite, but it does have some of the top players in it. Five of the top 10. It is, it is, uh, the, it is the six major. Six major. Six right. major. Um, does not include Dustin Johnson. I know that. So, well, um, well, with that being said, let's get, first of all, you know, we got to commend Mike. He, he did get a W last week. He's team chili. Yeah. I might uh, get, I might get honorary citizenship soon. You could, I, I picked them so many times. I picked their guys so many times. Um, and because Tim took last last week, his guy did not make the cut. In fact, I think it was, who'd you go with Tim? I can't even remember. Morikawa. 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 I mean, Morikawa, the cut, you know, the cut maker, the machine Maybe himself. Jeff take him this not, week. Is he playing? I'm not taking him this week. I tell you that right now. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with you, Tim. What do you got? Well, I'm going to follow suit like I did for the PGA. Didn't work that time. Maybe it'll work this time. Uh, but a gentleman that's from Canada, uh, going to go with Corey Connors. All the pressure in the world. I mean, this is the sixth I major. Saw a ton of pressure. Do you it's know like how hard took, it is? what's his name? He took what's his name from Mexico? Uh, answer when he played in Mexico. Yeah, they, they should show up. They're right down the streets. <laughs> I think. I think Tim. One thing we know They're about used the golf to the world water. is: Has Chucky Three Sticks ever won at Augusta National? No, that's a home game for him. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more pressure when you're when you got a major on the line from your home country. All right, break it down, Timmy. Why? Why Connors? Well, I mean, I, you've got great numbers off the tee. He's he's eighth off the tee, right? It's it's going to be a little bit more of a narrow course, and he tends to do fairly well on on some of the more narrow courses that he's played. Um, I mean, he's coming in, he's coming in right down the street again. I I don't see it as a, a negative being from the the country that you're there, where you live. I mean, I you should be able to show up. I hear you. I, I don't also I, also I'm just I'm putting up just burning barrel picks over the last few weeks. I just can't seem to get a W. So the more logical I've played these, the more thought I've put into them, 
the worst I've done. So <laughs> I literally spent 20 seconds reviewing love the Canadian it. players before jumping on. This I could be it. the W. Reviewing Does it even take 20 seconds to review Canadian players? Is Mike Weir playing? Mackenzie Hughes? <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie Hughes is playing. Yep. Isn't there Mackenzie a Piat playing, playing somewhere? Well, no, um, hold on. Let's 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 see. Uh, I just had him up. Well, he does that real quick. While you're doing that, Tim, I just want to throw out the the, the numbers right now. Tim, uh, Timmy is at four wins. Mike's at three, and now I'm back in the in the cellar at at two. So it was fun to have Mike join me for for a while there. Yeah, you know we're climbing back up. We're catching Tim this week. Maybe we'll see who you pick. You, you find what you need, Tim. Uh, looking through it right now. Let's see here. Weir is coming back, so oh, Weir's yeah. going to be there. Awesome, awesome to see him still playing. Um, God, Aaron Cockrell. Goodness, I I don't know a lot of these. Some a couple of the Mo Norman uh, is Mo Norman in the field, the greatest oh, ball striker of all time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, he's, he's dead, but the greatest ball striker of all time. Oh, see a piece of work. <laughs> oh shame they were so mean to him. We need we could have used him on tour. Oh, he is a character. For those of you who have not yet, go watch some Mo, Mo Norman videos and just just him talking is pleasure enough. I His can't ball believe- swing is aside. We haven't brought him up on the show yet. The best ball striker ever. ever I ever. don't. I don't. And, I, and I don't by the way, and, and by the way, we're not. That's just just us saying it or Mo Norman saying it. There's like legit like players from back in the day that said Mo Norman was the greatest ball striker they've ever seen. What, okay. what is this thing like dip in pole or dip in drag? I don't know, but if, there are guys, there are guys like hall of famers. They're like, I've never seen Mo Norman miss hit a, like a, a shot. That's great. Have, have you ever tried to, to grip the club? Like he has, I mean, he runs it all the way down his hand to prevent I not, the rotation. No. I, I have tried the very upright down the hand swing. It, it had good results. You can't work the ball at all, but that's uh, maybe. Some, Sounds like your putter grip should be that. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> that should be your putter grip. Yeah, yeah, it should. <laughs> oh, we um, might be honest here, boys. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with, I thought, I think the most obvious pick of the, I mean, outside of, you know, picking Scotty Scheffler, who's number one player in the world, but this this player is just locked and loaded. It's it's insane how easy of a pick this is. Um, tremendous Iyer player, loves tight tree line courses, has won there numerous times. I think three out of the four wins are there. I don't, know if you can, I don't know if you can count Sanderson Farms as a tight tree line course, but he's won at Innisbrook twice, just won at Colonial. Um, I got to go Sam Burns. I just think he's great, great long. You know, he's going to have long par threes. I don't know if he sees the ball well on, on, the, uh, on the tree lines, but I don't know how, I don't know who else could beat that pick. All right. Um, well, let's see. It's a tough one. Sean O'Hare is in the field. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> so is Brant Snedeker. They have neither of them we've heard from once. Um, Rory last year, or last time they played this in 2019, Rory McElroy shot 61 on Sunday. Different golf course. We uh, everybody here knows my affection for Rory coming off a decent memorial here and there. But I thought for sure when you said best ball striker in the field, best iron player, tight golf course, I thought, fuck, my pick's gonna get taken. And then here he is. I can't believe it. The maestro, 
the 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 conductor of the orchestra jt is just sitting here on a seven thousand yard golf course where you have to work shots and it's all leading to the best that the guy who leads the tour literally from every single like distance with an iron they measure is right here for the picking for me to tie tim this week and that is my boy justin thomas coming off a rest he's even rested he skipped i i he think skipped he's the memorial not I mean the 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 U.S. Open's okay, but this is the sixth major here. This is a this is a national <laughs> open. He's got back to back national opens to worry about. He rested no, up last week. Not not worried. Not, JT, JT baby JT. JT is smaller than I am, and <laughs> and the Wanamaker can fit so many beers in it. No, I, I think he's. he's I, I'm, I'm feeling you, Tim. I think he's complacent. I think he. Oh he yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not locked and loaded. He's got another major to try to win. He's a, he's only a major chaser now. Well, he's he's looking for his third major this week. He's only he's, oh, he's, looking, for the, he's looking for the third major. This is a there's seven majors. We know the Scottish Open also counts. We got seven. He's of coming them. off. He's coming off meat sweats and beer shits. That's what he's coming off of. After staying this in Tulsa too long, this is a national championship. He's not fucking around this week. All right, well, we got it. JT, Corey Connors, and Sam Burns are our three picks. Well, let's get away from the PGA Tour. Blah 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 on that. Let's get into the, what really matters. Some real putting is stats. the fact that we foreshadowed this earlier, and we just have to know what happened at Troy Burn this last weekend uh, i'm still laughing i've been laughing to myself every time i think about this today that round of golf yesterday at trevor and tim I, you want to take it away i needed i needed those those plastic sandcastle makers uh just to get footing in that one bunker and if, if i'm listen- not sure if i should tell the story or you want to just roll the tape on it well uh the intro there at the beginning didn't catch it all because it's you know I got about two minutes of tape, but I'll 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 sum it up again for you. Um, if you've played Troy Burn, hole ten is the short par four dog leg. There's a big bunker kind of on the right side of the fairway. It's got a steep face, and Tim hit driver into the bunker. He was certain it was over, and Zach and I were like, I don't, I just saw, I all I saw was a thud. Or heard a thud and saw, 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 I don't know if you can see a thud, but I saw something. Like, I don't think that came down. The, that didn't roll on the face of the bunker. And lo and behold, we got up there and Tim is in a fried egg, but swinging like a baseball bat. Like it is at his chest. <laughs> it was more they, than fried. That was hard boiled. It was <laughs> sunken into the side. <laughs> and then, of course, it took a couple to get out of the bunker, which you heard uh, at the beginning here. And then what you didn't hear was he got out finally. Uh, and then with like, would you have a wedge in your hand there after a couple of shots? Yeah, it was, it was a sand wedge. It was, oh gosh, I think it was measuring like one Oh three, uh, immediately from the, fairway, from the fairway into another Friday in the greenside bunker, <laughs> which then got immediately bladed over the green into the water hazard. <laughs> I, I don't, do you call that a blade? I got under the ball. <laughs> yeah. You got out of the bunker. That means it can't got some it elevation. Out. And we yeah. and we're not even talking about the putting exhibition, the putting exhibition that happened at Driver. <laughs> All right, I'm tell us how many with the flat stick. How I, many? I had it at forty-two, but I I think I missed a putt, so I, I'm pretty sure I had forty-three putts on the round. 
Uh, we're, we're playing a little fort. We're playing a little roller match there. And I, I, I had a putt that I think I might've had to make for some money, but I could not stop laughing on hole number eight. When you had that like five footer downhill that went like 20 feet, like, like just like, it was not a bleeder where you like barely missed it. You know, it just kept rolling. It was like, like legit hammered it. Like it was a 20 footer on a flat surface. And it just this, has been an, this has been an absolute symptom of my last four rounds. Probably <laughs> the chipping hasn't been that bad. I'll end up with five footers. And I, I don't, I don't think I've seen the ball drop in two weeks. Oh, the grind man. is real. Yep. The grind. I love it. Oh. Like knowing Tim, he's going to be right back out there and try again tomorrow. Right. Just I, think, uh, just, just yeah. think Max, yeah, Max, Homa, Max Homa, Max Homa, Max Homa. Had 99 putts and 72 holes, and you almost had half of that in one round. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do that. What's 42 times four? Oh man, 100. And, oh my god, 100 and 184 well, times two, 168. Yeah, 168 so, putts. <laughs> 168 to max is 99. <laughs> That's funny. We should be on a break 80 watch just for my putting. We, uh, oh man, <laughs> I did. We played Rollum again, and I tell you what, the demons I have playing Rollum in the last few holes are just a real thing because it's a uh, thing, huh? 17 at Troyber, and these guys were behind and they laid up, and I just hit driver left and over all the water, hit a wedge to like five feet, and then three jacked for bogey. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I lay up, I duffed it off the tee and left myself two, 255 out. <laughs> did you go for it? Yeah, he threw it off the green. It's the greatest shot. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest shots that I, I've ever I, seen. It, it From like two sixty over the water. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. It was a wild. I, I three putted that one too, though. We had a wild <laughs> round at Troyburn. Uh, friends of the show, Pat. He was throwing clubs all over the place. Oh, the finish too. Zach birdied the last hole, eighteen. He had to win it for us. Good deal. Well, I can I can I tell you this. Putted that as well. <laughs> The, the, the 122 bunkers at Troy Byrne is only half the battle. You got to get around the greens and everything else. But would you, I mean, you guys, some of you hadn't played it in a while. Yeah. What'd I, you think I, of it? It was good. I had, I had not, I've been out there with the high school team. I had not played it in like 10 years. And it's fun. It's, you can, I like it because you, you get off the tee, you know, easy, pretty easily. Like it's, there's a couple holes where water comes into play, but it's not like you're going to lose a bunch of balls and stuff. So you can spray it a little bit and the greens, the greens are big. They're undulating. It's good. Good track. Mike, sure. uh, Mike insists that he, he needs the trees torn down on number 11. Yeah. Those beautiful stand of trees in the get back that, that just the, silhouette the hole. Get them out of there. It doesn't even make sense. They're gorgeous. It's a great backdrop. I mean, it's, it's perfect amazing. For Tim's, it's, for Tim's Instagram shots. Yeah, they, I have to throw the shot tracer into the contrast. They're pine trees that they shaved all the limbs like all the way up. Like does it's no, they're looks they're southern pines. They're they're gorgeous. It looked better with the water from the next hole behind it. Lindsay, it looked like uh, a fuzz. It looked like a fuzz if it had the water from the next hole behind it. My friend Lindsay made a hole in one on that hole, and it just so happens that she is on our Ryder Cup team up at the wilderness and Giants Ridge coming up. We brought the ringer in. Ooh, Team Metro making moves. Yep, yep. Love it. Well, as we kind of miscellaneous wrap up some things here at the end, um, first of all, I want to, this is not golf related, but I think if you have not seen it yet, you got to check out um, Top Gun Maverick. That movie is legit. I haven't um, seen it yet. I don't know if you like the originals, but 
this one gives you all the feels that you need in a movie. And I'm not even a movie guy. Um, so if you've not seen that yet, make sure you check it out. Um, also, make sure you guys like reach out to us. Like, we don't know what you really want to hear. I mean, we we talk golf, but you know, maybe you want to talk other things. I, I don't know. Like, we would not be offended if you tell us less of this or more of that. Um, feedback is good for anybody. So give us some feedback. And then if you haven't checked it out yet, go check out the latest pod with Phil Nemo. I think it had some great things in there. Uh, did you uh, you listen to it, right, Tim? You weren't with us last week. What was your takeaways from that? pod with phil just from a mentality i thought it was i thought it was excellent yeah i i thought it was excellent um it's some of the breathing exercise stuff you know focusing on the i mean i do that with with substance abuse on the golf course <laughs> my 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 beer I just take a focus on drinking <laughs> my budweiser after being stuck in a bunker or huffing and puffing up a up a hill. Uh, but I thought it was, it was fantastic insight from him. Um, I would have loved to ask specifics on, on why my camp put on the 17th hole, um, yeah. what it is about that in particular, but I, I thought it was fantastic and apologies that I couldn't, couldn't be here for it. I was, uh, I think coming back from, from Iowa trying to get some stuff done that day. Oh, good. We'll circle, we'll circle back to my putting holes in 17 in a second. But I think, you know what I think Phil should do after playing Troy Burn yesterday and then going to the always friendly confines of Albion Ridges today? Um, <laughs> I think a, real, a hot take here as a golf psychologist would be a day, the day after they played a tough course, you know, and it's beating them down. You just say, hey, let's meet at Albion Ridges today. We'll work on a few things. We'll talk about it through it. And they go out there and they just light it up. And they're like, wow, there's something to this. There's something to this. Like that's a, that's a sneaky like marketing move there. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, the, I don't know, man. The, the, the one nice thing about this uh, rolling game here is if I ever do get back into some super competitive turns, I'm going to be just, just ready to roll because all, all of the, all of the pressure and the stress of you know, having to make a pot on 17, 18, it's happened literally every single round. Um, but we're saving them. We're saving them for giants Ridge in the wilderness for the match play. We're just gonna we're gonna get them going there. Wow, who are we kidding? We're not even gonna get to 17. Fuck it. We're gonna have to worry about it. June yeah. 26th to the 28th. Ryder yeah, Cup we need we, what do we need? Three totals? Don't we need three? I I, I, so. I think I'm at yeah. So that sounds uh, about right. Yeah, DM one of us on Instagram. We'll 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 end up filling it up. We have three weeks still, but if you want to play, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's about five hundred and what was it, five fifty all in, couple nights stay, wilderness, two rounds at the quarry, and one of the legend. Speaking you also, of, you also uh, make a few, you'll make a few appearances on Instagram too. I'm sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. It'll be a fun time. So, so speaking of your, your hard course to easy course did the opposite this weekend by playing Royal followed by Rochester country club, uh, followed by, uh, Troy burn. So really just got my face beat in all, <laughs> all weekend long. Um, but did want to bring this up to, to you as like a closing question for the group. I have that nemesis hole, like Mike has can't put on 17. I don't think I've ever made a par on Royal number one. I just, it, it's, it's like my nemesis. It's my arch arch enemy. And I just wanted to see if either of you, probably not Mike, because he tends to shoot well, wherever he goes, but maybe he's got think. that, that dislikable hole. If hmm. you have that nemesis hole that you can think of that just always gets under your skin or, 
is is one of those places where you know if you play this hole, the whole round's going to go well. I'll let Jeff go first. I got to think. Well, I'm I'm just thinking of a place I play a lot because then I actually have some, you know, you got to play it a little bit to to have that. Well, the other the other one I have too is Edinburgh number seventeen. I don't think I've uh, I've never okay. not hit it in the water there. Oh, Granted, see, I've only played it three. Here's times. you got. Here's you got to do there though. For Edinburgh 17, I've done this with my players before. If you go look at like a, like a an overhead, you know, like a Google Earth or something, that fairway is gigantic. It's huge. It's like with a, one of the widest in the golf course. It just doesn't look that way because it kind of slopes, you know, it's kind of humped. So when you're on the tee box, it looks mm-hmm. really narrow, but it's actually quite large. Um, that's what I always tell my players anyway. Just, just It's huge, guys. Just get it out there. There you go. Just I just I bomb the driver gigantic. so it's further down when I have to drop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's always the- into the wind. I've never played I've never played that place with less than 15 mile per hour wind. And it's always into it. I think for me then it would be, you know, just because I play this course a ton, I grew up on this course, it'd be hole three at Monticello. It's a long par three. I just I you know, you're always hitting at two fifteen, something like that, but it's the the green landing space is narrow. The green itself widens as you get over, but you got bunkers on both sides. Um, I just never seem to, even when I make the green, I was three putt, it seems like. So I just, if I can get out of there with a par, I feel like I'm absolutely saving a shot. Um, so that's mine. I, I, I don't par it very often, it seems like. Hmm. I'm still thinking here. Um, I do know one hole... That I've the few times I've played Chaska Town Course, which we're playing in the morning, or I guess depending on what you're listening to, it's probably today. we've already played it. If you're listening to it, <laughs> you know, on Tuesday, I think it's hole 12, if I remember right, like a legit par four. Like it's got water left. Oh, that tree in the middle. A tree in the middle. You have to lay back a little bit, so you're coming in from like damn near 200 yards. That's a hard golf hole, like a really hard golf hole. I don't think. Yeah, I've that play- tree's kind of silly. I've played Chaska Town a few times, maybe three. I don't remember ever making par there yet. So hopefully tomorrow we'll we'll snap that streak. Well, but- we'll get Mike on a little video tomorrow. Yeah. If you listen to this today, I'll I'll get some video of it yeah. and see how well, that's say if you if hard hole. If you're bringing your chainsaw somewhere, leave the trees at Troy Burn alone. Those are gorgeous. <laughs> Go cut down that tree at Chaska. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough golf hole. That tree really deserves tough. it. Yeah, really tough. Well, boys, it's been a pleasure as we put a wrap on another podcast. As always, good to see you all. And we uh, will see you next time. Yeah, I good think luck we'll, to you, Chaska. We'll probably be talking about um, JT. You know, does he does he win three majors in a row at the U.S. Open here after he wins oh, the geez. Canadian Open? Like, this is a, this could be an epic run. So, <laughs> it's like the WGA. Right. Yeah, you never know. All right. Let's, after that, let's cue the music. Be today's the day I brigade Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80. It's the gold Would you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80.